welcome to the seventh episode of the Healing is Everything podcast. I'm your host, Paul Hawthorne. First off, I just want to thank everyone that has made a financial contribution by subscribing to my podcast. I also want to thank and send my gratitude to all the listeners that have shared my podcast with their friends, family, and colleagues. And to all the new listeners, welcome to our growing community. I'm so excited today to continue releasing weekly podcasts, sharing my knowledge and experiences to help you on your healing journey. If you love the messages I'm sharing, if you want to help spread the news and help grow this podcast, go to Spotify or Apple podcast or whatever platform you listen to me on. And I would greatly appreciate if you can give me a rating and review. The more positive reviews I get, the greater impact I can have in people's lives, which will help grow this healing movement in a world and time where we all need healing. Okay, in this week's episode, I'm going to talk about how anxiety can negatively affect our lives and more importantly, I'm going to share five helpful strategies to help you deal and cope with your anxiety. Now, at some point, anxiety affects everyone. Anxiety can manifest and look differently in people, and the level of anxiety one experiences can vary. But there's one thing for certain. There are ways to manage anxiety, even if it feels out of control. Now, just I, I want to say that if anxiety is affecting your everyday life and getting in the way of your daily productivity, for an extended period of time, I would suggest seeking out professional help in order to assess your situation and be presented with other treatment options to add on to the strategies that I'm going to share with you in this episode. Now, there are times anxiety can get serious and turn into panic attacks, something that I've experienced in my lifetime. For me, panic attacks sometimes in the initial phases feel manageable, but if I'm not using strategies to deal and cope with my anxiety feelings, they can build up over a few minutes, hours, or even days, which results in those unwanted and oftentimes unmanageable feelings of panic. Now it's likely you've heard anxiety is a blanket term for that general feeling of worry, nervousness or unease. Now, oftentimes anxiety is related, most of the time actually, it's related to a feeling and a response to an upcoming event that has an uncertain outcome. So often what is causing us anxiety is what we're holding on to. Our views of what we think is normal or what to expect or what we want to happen often results in us feeling like we're holding on to something so tightly which is now slowly being pulled out of our hands now this of course causes us even more anxiety so often the question becomes then what is it that we need to let go of to reduce our anxiety so before we start talking about helpful strategies to help you deal and cope with anxiety Let's start by using a few simple techniques to get us into a state of grounding ourselves. So first, let's start by unclenching our jaw. This is where we hold so much tension and stress. Okay, relax your shoulders. 
put them back in at ease and do a little stretch. Now take a deep breath. Ease yourself into a comfortable sitting position or a lying position. And get away from all the distractions around you. Now let's take a moment to appreciate that relaxed state that we're now in and ready ourselves for what I'm going to share with you. Okay, the number one strategy to help you deal and cope with your anxiety is change your thoughts which will change your reality. Now I've said it before and I'll say it again. Our thoughts control our reality. Experts in the field of neuropsychology state that we have approximately over 60,000 thoughts per day going through our mind. The most incredible thing is that these thoughts are cycling, cycling positive thoughts, creating amazing things and feelings in our lives and our bodies. And now on the other hand, cycling negative thoughts that can wreak havoc on our lives, our mood and our health. Now, often these cycling negative thoughts can take root in our mind and distort the severity of the situation. Now, one way to challenge these negative thoughts is to ask yourself if they're true and see where you can take back control. Now, I personally realize that being cognizant of when I'm having negative thoughts can make or break the outcome of my day. It's super important that when identifying those, the most negative thoughts, we need to spot and figure out what is triggering them and understand where they're coming from. Some of them may be repeating narratives and or our traumas from our past. Other times they could be a product of our environment or the people we surround ourselves with. If you're having negative thoughts or uncomfortable feelings such as anxiety from your environment or the people you are surrounding yourself with, then I would suggest to temporarily remove yourself from either one of those situations to reflect on why they're causing you anxiety and what triggered those negative feelings associated with your anxiety. Now, if our anxiety goes away from removing ourselves from these situations, we can now find out the actual source of it. I can't emphasize how important your thoughts are to your physical, emotional, and mental well-being. Now, I love how Dr. Bruce Lipton has challenged the traditional science of biology by explaining his research on the power of epigenetics. Now, if you haven't listened to Bruce Lipton before, oh my gosh, he's so amazing, so brilliant, so intelligent, and I would just advise you to research them, look at them up on, you know, whether it's YouTube or Spotify um, and just listen to him talk. He's just amazing. Now, Bruce talks about how 90% of disease, including anxiety, is associated with our thoughts and beliefs. Now, he goes on to explain that our thoughts have the power to either create disease or heal from disease. So since anxiety is often diagnosed as a mental health disorder or a disease of the mind, his research on epigenetics confirms how important it is to be aware of our thoughts and how we need to learn ways to change them before they can create disease or disorder. 
Now, one method that works really well for treating anxiety is cognitive behavioral therapy, often referred to as CBT. Now, many therapists use this treatment modality when working with people that have anxiety disorders or generalized anxiety concerns. Some of the teachings in CBT really aligns with what Dr. Bruce Lipton talks about in his research. It involves efforts to change our thinking patterns by learning to recognize our distortions in thinking that are creating our problems. Now, once we start using the CBT techniques through learning to recognize these negative anxiety thoughts, we can start reevaluating our thoughts in light of reality, gain incredible insight into how our thoughts are impacting our lives and change them to positive thinking patterns. Now, as such, the practice of CBT allows us to gain a better understanding of our thinking in regards to our behavior and our motivation. It allows us to use problem-solving skills to cope with difficult situations, which results in learning to develop a greater sense of confidence in our abilities. I love this quote. When we change the way we interpret our thoughts, the things we think about change. So let's take back control of our thoughts and upgrade them to healthier ones. Okay, the number two way to help you deal and cope with your anxiety is look at something with natural beauty. Now, whether you're looking at a beautiful view when you're on a walk or a hike, or whether you're looking at a beautiful art piece, just looking at something that has natural beauty can be so inspiring and so calming that you will become relaxed from your anxiety. When I find myself surrounded by artwork or inspirational portraits of successful people, it drives me to thoughts of what those people went through, some of their struggles or challenges that they went through. That helps me deal with my anxiety. It helps me learn that I'm on the right path, that I'm trying to make a difference, and that I can overcome what I'm going through just as they did. Now, another reason why I think something, looking at something with natural beauty helps reduce my feelings of anxiety is just going out to nature. Because let's face it, the natural beauty of nature has such, you know, such as like majestic mountains, which I get to see every morning out my window, or the power and tranquility of water, such as lakes, rivers, and oceans, has the ability to settle our minds and puts us into a calming state of being. Now, research reveals that environments can either increase our anxiety or reduce our anxiety. What we see, what we hear and experience at any moment changes not only our mood, but how our nervous and doctrine and immune systems are working. On the other hand, looking at unpleasant things can cause us to feel anxious, sad, or even helpless. Now, believe it or not, studies have shown that people that look at unpleasant or disturbing things can have, it can have a serious impact on their health by elevating things like their blood pressure, their heart rate, or even just increased muscle tension. All conditions that can contribute to anxiety. Now, when we look at pleasant things, it reverses those negative responses, which also reduces our body's negative response from anxiety. 
So take some time to go into nature and view the natural beauty of it to help reduce or even eliminate your anxiety entirely. Because we as humans find nature inherently interesting, we can naturally focus on what we're experiencing out in nature to provide us with respite from our overactive and anxious minds, refreshing our thoughts to more positive patterns of thinking. Okay, the number three way to help you deal and cope with your anxiety is one of my favorites, have gratitude. The incredible thing about gratitude is that when you present in gratitude and when you're, you're present in gratitude, you can't be anywhere else. This means when you're having thoughts of gratitude and thinking about what you're grateful for in your life in that moment, your mind is not in a state to have a worrying thought. If you're having a grateful thought, you can't have an anxiety thought. Now, what an incredible creation that is. But having gratitude practice has to be done in a particular way. Now, first, you have to express your gratitude. This can be done by writing down what you're grateful for, which is so beautiful. But you also have to express it to have the impact that I'm speaking about. Now, the second way that gratitude has to be practiced is that it has to be specific. It has to be specific to you. It has to be specific to something that you're grateful for in the moment. Now, lastly, your gratitude has to be personal to you or to someone you're personally grateful for. You know, you just can't just send the same message to 10 different people that you're grateful for without personalizing to them what you're actually grateful for. Now, here's an example. I invited a few work friends out for lunch to thank them for all their support during a difficult time in my life. The next day, I received a text from one of them that says, Paul, thanks so much. Now, my other friend texts, Paul, I had such an amazing time yesterday. I just loved how you expressed your gratitude for our support. Oh, and by the way, the food was incredible. I love how you ordered that special dessert with a celebratory candle for our friendship. Thank you so much. And I'm so thankful that you're there for us in difficult times and that you always have some insightful ideas on how to cope with stressful times. You're such a great friend. Now, which message is going to make you feel more supported and cared for? Now, obviously, it's the second message because gratitude is not only expressed, but it's specific and it's personalized. Now, the amazing thing with gratitude given that way is not only the person that received that message makes them happy, but the giver is so much happier as well. The bond that is created when you share that level of thankfulness and gratitude will start to reduce anxiety in your, your life because it will boost your mood, your overall happiness, and it strengthens your relationships. So like I've said in my previous episodes, having a daily gratitude practice can not only reduce or eliminate feelings of anxiety, but has so many other positive effects on our mind, body, and overall health. Because let's face it, just being able to live on this beautiful earth 
and having the freedom to create any type of life that we want, we truly have so, so much to be grateful for. Okay, the number four way to help you deal and cope with your anxiety is exercise. Now, exercise is such a great thing to do for our body to become healthier in all arenas of health. I personally have overcome my anxiety or states of generalized anxiety by incorporating exercise into my daily routine. Not only, only am I proof that exercise can help reduce and eliminate anxiety altogether, but there have also been a number of studies on exercise that have proven its, its effectiveness and the impact it has on mental well-being, especially anxiety. Now, in 2015, there was a review of 12 randomized controlled trials in the Annals of Behavioral Medicine, which showed that regular exercise is a great way of reducing stress and anxiety in people's lives. The researchers found that doing some kind of exercise, whether it was low or high intensity, helped people experience their anxiety less after only 12 weeks. Now, currently, there is no best form of exercise to relieve anxiety symptoms. Each person responds differently to various activities. Now, some people may receive greater mental boosts from cardiovascular workouts like running, using the elliptical trainer, rowing machine, skipping, the list goes on. While others like me benefit and prefer weightlifting as their exercise of choice to help reduce anxiety. And others just love to play team sports, which also has a bunch of other social benefits on top of the mental and physical ones. So I would advise you experiment with different forms of exercise to find the most effective one for you that combats your anxiety symptoms. Okay, the number five way to help deal with and cope with your anxiety is use the power of breath. Now, a lot of people are familiar with the technique of slow breathing or deep breathing to try and relax. But it turns out that there's a breathing technique that is more effective than just slow or deep breathing exercises. Now, this first one that I'm going to share with you is called power breath. And the way you do it is that you exhale twice as long as you inhale. So you might inhale for a count of four and exhale for a count of eight. Now, if you're really feeling like anxiety or that panic attack is coming along, you may only be able to inhale for maybe two breaths and then out for four when you get started. But then maybe once you're practicing, you can increase those, that breath and those seconds more as you go. Now, there is a simple reason why this form of breathing helps switch your body into what they call a calm and connect state, which is that when you are naturally calm, when you're naturally resting and not thinking about breathing, and you're just breathing, that is the breathing pattern that your body adopts. So you're basically training your brain and body into thinking that you're already calm and connected, that you're already at rest by breathing the way you'd be breathing if you were naturally in a state of calm and connection. Now, one other breathing, te 
technique that is super effective for calming nerves and reducing those negative anxiety feelings is the box breathing technique. Now box breathing is a super simple relaxation technique that can help reset your breath and return it to its normal rhythm. Now the beauty of this technique is that you can do it anywhere, anytime, and it's super easy to learn. So imagine breathing around a box. So picture that box in your mind. Visualize going up one side of the box, gradually filling your lungs with air. Hold your breath for one to five seconds as you picture going across the top of the box. Now exhale gradually as you imagine traveling down the other side of the box. Then pause again for one to five seconds as you go along the bottom of the box. Then repeat these steps going around the box again. Now the recommended time to repeat these steps is seven to 10 times in a row, focusing on the breath. Now I find the best way to do this breathing technique is by sitting down in a comfortable chair with your feet grounded, but really it can be done anywhere. Box breathing has physiological and psychological benefits. Now the physiological benefits is that it regulates breath by increasing oxygen to the lungs and it can help reduce blood pressure and lower your heart rate. Now box breathing can help psychologically by providing focus to your breath and removing attention from the things that are causing feelings of stress and anxiety. So in the moments of feeling those negative feelings of anxiety before they become overwhelming, remember box breathing and the power of your breath as a simple way to relax and calm your emotional state. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the seventh episode of the Healing is Everything podcast by me sharing five strategies to help you deal and cope with your anxiety. Let's do a quick recap. Change your thoughts, which will change your reality. That's number one. Number two, look at something with natural beauty. Number three, have gratitude. Number four, exercise. Number five, use the power of breath. Now, I'm so excited to continue bringing you weekly episodes on topics that can help you heal from your past, strategies on how to ground yourself in the present moment, and helpful ways to create and manifest the future of your dreams. I will leave you with this message like I do for every episode. Be kind to yourself, believe in yourself, and cherish your loved ones. Sending you all peace, healing, and lots of love. Bye for now.